being with Ajahn, for me, it's, it's um, yeah, so many things he said. One thing he said, I, 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 I think I've recorded it, and I've got a quote on that and put it in my book. It's going to be a quote in, in, in my book. He said, he said to me, so it wasn't to any of you, and some of the things, he, sometimes he, he would talk to me for a little bit, because he, he said, oh, I can talk to you in time. Because he knows it's hard to talk to you, and he can't give you too much. But he, he, at one point, he, he, he said to me, he said, um, Noah, I Noah, I'm Noah. Uh, think of the Buddha. Um, all, all, the, all the perfections for four uncountable eons and 100,000 great eons that he developed, he could have had anything he wanted. And he didn't want anything. Mm. And it just hit me, this was... Nibita, I think, Nibita Jnana, where, we're, mm. where, where, where there arises the dispassion. He said, think of the Buddha, he, he, whatever he had wanted, if he had wanted to be the, the head of the, or, or the, 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 the ruler of the universe, he could have been, whatever he wanted. He didn't want anything, not, not one thing. Sabe, and then he used this quote, Sabe Dhamma Na Lang Nothing is worth clinging to. No Dhamma is worth clinging and that really hit me. It was like, I mean, it, it's an obvious thing to say, but it really, you, you, it, you go back to your cooking and think, I mean, really, you know, what, what is, what, how, how could I cling to something? Look at the Buddha. He could have had anything, and yet he didn't cling. He, the things that I wish for, that I want for, nothing compared to the wonder, the, the power, the, 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 happy, the pleasure that he could have had. The, you know, and, and, and he threw it all away. He gave it all up. So th that was something that was really uh, quite wonderful way of putting it, because you know the the, the 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 feeling you get from Ajahn when he says that is that you know he's actually he, this is something he understands and, and experiences himself. I mean, we don't know, we can't say what somebody else's attainment is, but this is a guy who he really means what he says. <laughs> it's like um, when when you hear it said from someone who's was there and who, who really you know, experiences these things for himself. Because the teaching he gives is quite simple to me. It's, it's the same thing again and again, and yet it's exactly what people need to know and need to hear. And when you hear it from him, someone who actually means it and actually knows it, it's quite different from someone just repeating it and just parroting it. Yeah. So, I was really happy, and another really ha great happiness was the fact that all, all of you got a chance. All of, you know, people, I was able to bring people to Ajahn Chong again, and to have them do a course under him. You know, it's part of passing this legacy on, because he's not going to be around forever. And when he's gone, all we're going to have is stories like, oh, you never had a chance to practice with Ajahn Chong. And, and, and I'm so happy did. that I, I kind of pushed yeah. that that you go and and then in the end I had to come. Oh yeah, yeah you pushed me to go. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, um, that worked out really well. Everything worked out really well. For this trip, everything has worked out so incredibly well. I mean, you guys may not realize it, realize it if you haven't followed me around, but you probably realize it if you have, how horrible <laughs> things go most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so how wonderful it's been, just like, we got to Jom Tong and it was like, oh, not this again. No, no rooms, even though they promised us rooms. Um, 
no no reporting with that chat even though we said we wanted to come to do a meditation course. And it was like and, and I just sat in the office and I started joking about it. I said, Yeah, this is a great birthday present. Thanks. Happy birthday. Because <laughs> like, you know, I don't know, it's not really proper to, to to whine and complain, but it's kinda of fun on the other hand. So let's just sit and complain. Gee, thanks, happy birthday to me and so we sat around for a while and and then we finally got to talk to it and just everything fell into place and uh, except for the temperature. The forecast was it was supposed to rain the whole time we were there and it kept supposing to rain and pretending to rain and there was lots of thunder, that was the funny part. Jom Tong's great for lots of thunder and no rain. The Buddha talked about this. There are people who thunder and don't rain, this is people who talk and don't practice. There are people who rain and don't thunder. This is people who practice but don't teach. There are people who neither rain nor thunder. People who neither practice nor teach. And then there are people who rain and thunder. People who practice and teach. So the weather in Jongdong is like that. It actually does thunder a lot in the rain. And, and everything has worked well. Then we, we got to Chiang Mai, and I was not, or we were going to Chiang Mai, and everything fell into place to meet up with my supporters in Chiang Mai, and we had lunch with them. And they offered to bring me what Tambo Tong, and I was kind of concerned, and is it going to be okay going there, and what's the monk going to be like, the new monk that's there? And he was like, oh, I don't even want, I don't, you know, I didn't even want to be here. I please come and help, you know. He wants to go back to his own hometown, so he wants me to come help. And he was so happy that, 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 that we, we came and that, that maybe I'll be able to help him to bring me to build a place. He said, because I know if Pranola comes, he's got lots of students and he can help me to build this. He'll be able to take care of, to, to, to help to, to build this place up. Maybe he could, when you're there, he could use the opportunity to spend time in his village. That's, that's his plan. The idea is that we, we could do a switch, maybe, yeah. for a month or something. Anyway, that's a lot. Um, there are a couple of insights that I wanted to share, and I don't know how much to get into, but two things that really hit me during the course. One is this idea of happiness. And I don't know if I can put it cogently. We're a little bit tired because we've been really worn out this past week, moving around and traveling and so on. Um, that, that ha first of all, that happiness, when we talk about happiness, because this is, happiness is really the key and it's what brings you to the meditation practice. Happiness uh, is, the, is what we expect to get out of the practice, right? But the curious thing, when you talk about happiness as being a thing, then suddenly you're talking about an experience. You're talking about ultimate reality. When we say this is happiness, like this water is happiness, or, or a place is happiness, or a, a person is, is, makes us happy, or an ex you know, like food makes us happy, or, this, or our addictions make us happy, what we're actually talking about is, is, an, is ultimate reality. We're not, we think that there is an experience and that is happiness. We have this view and this idea of an entity or a, um, a situation that makes us happy. But the truth is, we're talking about individual experiences that have to do with some happiness and some, uh, some desire and some experiences and so on. And when you actually look at those things, no, none of those ultimate realities are, are, are truly happiness. So the curious thing is, in the end, you don't find happiness. And, and happiness is not what you get in the practice. What you get is the realization 
that this this thing that we call happiness is it's not actually real. I mean, it, it's made up of things that are not happiness, that are just experiences. They're not good. They're not bad. That whatever little pleasure you get out of what you call happiness is just a moment. It's, it's a brief moment in that experience, in that situation. And in, and in the end you see that it's, it's you know, quite worthless. It's something that once you cling to, it causes you suffering. If, if you're looking for it, if you're, if once you start to you know, create these desires and addictions, it causes you suffering. And this is why the Buddha said, Nati Santisu. Nati Santi Parang Sukhan. There is no happiness besides peace. Parang means... Um, it, 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 the, some people translate as there's no happiness without peace, but that's not the trans. That's not the meaning. Parang means besides peace, nothing can be called happiness because there is nothing that could be called you know, happiness. You look at this. Could this be happiness? No, it's, it's there and it's gone. What 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 does that mean to you to be to call it happiness? What you think of as happiness is not that moment because that's that's, that's meaningless. What you think of happiness is oh watermelon or, or steak or or sex, or family, or friends, or something. We think of these as happiness. And, and the reason why it's not satisfying, and why it leads us to addiction and, and, and dissatisfaction, is because it's not real. The, the, the things that we're talking about are, are momentary experiences. There was, was uh, something that was you know, very visceral in that, in that regard that I wanted to share, and there was one other thing. And certainly the, the Buddha thing was something I wanted to share. So now you've all had a teaching from Ajahn Tom to kind of paraphrase there. Okay, so that's a lot of talking from us on our practice the past 10 days. So thank you all for sharing that. Uh, let's continue on with questions, maybe.